Brett Coconitis, thank you for being here, CD1 candidate. I got to say, I'm very impressed with you. I like uh, your candidacy a lot. I like you, uh, even though we have not always been on the same page. And you're a walkaway uh, Democrat. And tell me why you got into this race, Brett. Well, I got into this race because, one, as a small business owner in New Mexico, I was frustrated at what the Democrats were doing with the tax and send policies, their lack of plans, their attacks on our freedoms and rights, and the socialist agenda. I mean, I spent a year and a half in the 2017 election basically talking out as a Democrat against Democrats, and I just said, well, we need smarter people in government. And, you know, I decided to join the Republican Party. We spent a good six, seven months getting to know the new faces in the party, building trust relationships, not only within the district, but also across the state of New Mexico, because I saw, you know, these failed policies that we continuously push from the purview of a specific area like Santa Fe or Albuquerque, and we really need to represent our entire state as a whole. You're a small business owner. Those small businesses downtown were devastated. I doubt many of them will ever have the confidence to open up again, if not after a time to reestablish uh, confidence under new leadership, uh, whether any one of our uh, three candidates uh, who is running for CD1. But, Brad, I have to uh, ask you, help me get in the side, inside the head of Deb Holland. Uh, this is a woman who literally condoned Antifa's actions. We're seeing this terrorize, literally terrorize our, uh, our, our, our country. And uh, I think if anybody can sort of uh, help us peel back behind the curtains, I think it's you. You know, and it's not just Deb Holland, Eddie. You can see the governor today posted on Facebook, and she was talking about the uh, excellent behavior by a majority of the protesters. But we all saw the the police scanners lighting up at night. We saw live video feeds from Facebook and things like this. And, you know, from the Democrat side, what it is, it's, it's a emotional sell. And I will say that there are peaceful protesters that are standing up to protect all lives because all lives matter. But in there, you know, I don't know if it's people that have been hired. We've heard rumors. We've seen things floating around the Internet. But like you said, the storm's coming. We see the storm. And what we see time and time again, you know, the impeachment against the president, which I went to Washington to stand up against. Uh, we see the COVID lockdown in this state. We saw the Ukrainian push. And now we see... Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter, let's torch the cities down to the ground agenda just a day before elections. It's very convenient. It is. And uh, we can see the storm outside as well right now, Brett. And uh, I got to say that uh, I'm happy about it. And Karen Bedoni said it was uh, God's blessing. And hopefully uh, God's blessing will make sure that uh, those Antifa protesters aren't out uh, wrecking the city. I got to ask you, what was your impression? What was your thought when you woke up this morning? I mean, I was up all night uh, covering it, uh, reposting stuff from Facebook, uh, but just tell me about uh, your thoughts on what you saw. Devastating. You know, my business is in technology, so I don't have a physical storefront, but small business retailers in New Mexico have been suffering for months under the COVID lockdown and Lujan's administration. Um, you know, and then to deal with this, we see them now boarding up windows. We saw the story. Like you said, a lot of these businesses are probably not going to have the courage to reopen or aren't going to be able to financially reopen. That's why this election is so important, not just in my race in the 1st Congressional District, but across the board. And the important thing is that we elect candidates that can actually defeat Democrats. And I think, at least in the 1st Congressional District, where we have 28% registered Republicans, 
we're going to have to get Democrats, we're going to have to get independents, we're going to have to get libertarians to vote with us come November. And I believe as a former walkway Democrat, I'm the best candidate to uh, do that for the Republican Party. All right. Can we go through this in five minutes? We're going to go through your platform with everything uh, nicely put uh, directly on your website. I got to say, uh, of all the websites that I've been on, Brett, I'm, I'm not I'm not joking. You have the best political website of any candidate uh, in the entire race, of any races. I appreciate that. Well, we put a lot of time and effort into it. And, well, you know, it, Stephanie's, uh, Stephanie's giving me, you know, she's sticking her tongue out over me over here. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> this is this is really is something. You put a lot, uh, a lot of work into this. Oh, and by the way, you should also know that Brett... Uh, Coconitis is a max donor to Donald Trump's uh, campaign. Socialism spending and tax cuts, very quickly. Oh, it's very simpler. Very simple. I mean, we see it here in New Mexico, a state that's just littered with socialism as a prime example. We see it on our native lands. We see it, uh, you know, just in general population with nearly 50% of all New Mexicans receiving some kind of government welfare service. It's not working. It won't work. It's never worked. And if we're going to do anything with tax and spend, you know, one, I signed the taxpayer protection plan from Americans for Tax Reform. And if we are going to spend money, borrow money to spend money, we need to be doing it to invest in our gross domestic product. Second Amendment red flag laws, obviously what happened this year, a travesty. Thoughts? Only candidate that has actually stood up against red flag gun laws in the first congressional district. I you know, went with Stephanie Lord from Pro Gun Women and all the sheriffs to every single legislative session at the Roundhouse. AQ rated candidate by the NRA, A plus or A rated candidate by Pro Gun New Mexico. Pro-life and abortion, obviously coming from the other side. Uh, I'd like to uh, really kind of drill down on this. I think this is important uh, red meat. Where are you at? This is something that unites New Mexico. I mean, when I've talked to other Democrats, they sound just like Republicans on this issue. You know, we have to have a pro-life agenda, especially when we're looking at late-term abortion in New Mexico. It's one of the president's agenda items, and I fully support him on that. And that, of course, is abolishing and getting rid of late-term abortion everywhere across the board. Ninety-three percent in terms of of that number. New Mexico's economy and jobs absolutely devastated. COVID-19 self-imposed takedown. Brett Coconitis speak to how we can grow the economy. Hey, we're going to have a lot of work to do, more than we ever thought we would need to do. You know, we knew that this was a problem before COVID. It's going to be even more important now after COVID. Uh, when we look at New Mexico, we don't invest in ourselves and pushing our local and state legislatures and representatives to focus on investing in New Mexico first. You know, Congress has three basic functions, make or change laws and bring back money. But if we're not all beating to the same drum, we can't leverage even what's out there. I mean, New Mexico has economic opportunity zones that are going unutilized, and our state government isn't doing enough to recruit new business here. Cry. Oh, by the way, uh, thank you to everybody who's telling me that I continue to be on the air. Uh, Internet is on. Everyone's saying that we're on. We appreciate everybody, including my own dad. He's uh, listening. My mom and dad. Uh, that's kind of nice. Right, Rudy? You gotta, you gotta like I'm Big that. Ed and Francis. Hey, so, um, but the light, I'm literally looking at the light right here, and it is uh, flickering on and off on the AM. So just in case, as soon as you guys don't hear me, text me immediately out there. We're here with Brett Coconitis, Congressional District Number 1 candidate. Jared Vanderduzen is up next. Crime and homelessness uh, here in the Congressional District Number 1. We're, we're planning uh, many cities here within our city to go ahead and almost to encourage uh, homelessness. How can you stop it? 
Yeah, so a lot of these problems are interconnected. I mean, education, economic opportunity, homelessness. This is because we're not making investments in our own economy. Starting a small business here, everyone who's tried knows it's very hard to get capital to do that. These issues, you know, are because of lack of opportunities. And when we look at the crime issue, just last about last Albuquerque Journal was talking about $9.7 million mm-hmm. at risk because of the sanctuary city policies in Albuquerque. There's no room for compromise on that, and we need those resources to address these issues. Pairing hand-in-hand hand with that, well, we'll talk a little bit about Veterans Affairs, as well as the opioid crisis here. Uh, really the only person bringing up uh, that particular issue uh, and, and talking about it, it's devastating here to uh, Albuquerque. It is. You know, the opioid crisis, when I first started this adventure about 14 months ago, I was the first candidate to announce back in April of 19, I started to form advisory boards around these topics. And the first one that I started to formulate on was uh, the opioid crisis. You know, we have two methods of therapy, basically, Suboxone and inpatient care. And inpatient care is at a cost of $25,000 per month. I mean, that's just not realistic to address the issue. So, you know, it's great that we can bring back money. But in New Mexico, we know we have to follow the money. We have to make sure that it's going where it's needed. And more importantly, that we're listening to the experts to understand what they exactly need, whether it's money or regulation changes. All right. Help me understand where you're at with the uh, the border wall. Oh, man, we need the border wall 100%. You know, if it's not the border wall, we need to implement some technologies. You know, I've heard other candidates talk about drones. There's an indirect benefit to New Mexico, too. If we start lighting up southern New Mexico with this technology, we're going to be able to bring in broadband and bigger pipes for connectivity to help us monitor that technology as well. And uh, finally, I don't understand what the Internet Bill of Rights is, but you're a techie. So why don't you uh, explain to us uh, why we need this Internet Bill of Rights? So I published this back in August, and uh, Prager, you talked about this, and we just saw that the president signed an executive order against Twitter about free speech issues. Uh, As the only or one of the only members of hopefully Congress that understands technology, I hope to bridge the gap between policy, law, and technology, because there is an issue. It's not just about Facebook saying that they're not monitoring or not policing or not censoring posts, because they are. The question is, how are they doing it? Is it transparent? Is it automated? Or is there a baked-in human bias? And the answer to all of that is yes. But I hope, uh, you know, once elected and we defeat Deb Holland in November, we'll be able to protect everyone's free speech on the Internet. All right, Brett, we'll check in with you uh, tomorrow. Your website is? ImagineBrett.com or on Facebook. Just search Brett for Congress. And I'm asking for your vote, vote to help fire Deb Holland. Thank there you, you go. Brett Coconuts, thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, wow, we're just uh, racing through all the candidates. Right after the break, you have to hear uh, Brett's commercial.